What the heck? Hello, everyone. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week, we talk about a bunch of different things like urban legends cryptozoology oh you actually did one keep for going real. don't i'm i got something <laughs> i don't have anything planned paranormal things ice ice baby ice cubes ice tea hard, the rapper no, hard water yeah or just personal stories we kind of just talk about everything creepy if this is your first time listening hello ryan or hello carlisa Mm. Each week, Lindsay and I will research a topic separately, and then we come together because we're married and we live together, and then we discuss our topics for the first time with you on the show live. Well, live. For us, but not for you. Yeah, it's live for us. Sorry. Well, I mean, I don't even know. I don't think we need to apologize for it <laughs> that we record this in our house. <laughs> well, last week, we talked about what on earth did we you talked about mary reeser yeah and her son dr dicky dr ricky reeser not, ricky reeser not dicky reeser ricky reeser and how she combusted yeah she just maybe blew up we don't she, know she blew up we don't know it's a mystery and then i talked about what did i talk about the cryptid. The cryptid, the Wendigo. The Winnebago. The Winnebago car and how it's spacious, but not too spacious. And it gets just perfectly fine gas mileage. And also scary. No, I talked about the Wendigo. We took a yes. small trip to Cryptid Corner, which is my brand new segment that I created for the show. <laughs> mostly for you as a gift, Lindsay. Okay. And the Wendigo and how I think it's the creepiest and most brutal cryptid that there is. It's pretty scary. I feel like it's that, uh, okay, this is my attempt at being relevant. It's like that meme, already a hot word, where the guy is sitting at a table in a park and it says something, 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 like a hot take, then it says, change my mind. So I'd be sitting at the table and it said, the Wendigo is the most brutal of all the cryptids, change my mind. Maybe someone has a creepier cryptid, a more brutal, a less brutal, maybe the Wendigo is just misunderstood. Let me know. Holler at us. Let us know. Well, I went first last week, so it is your turn this week. Okay. I don't have anything prepared. Okay. You're just going to wing it. I want to talk about how I would like my hair cut because I've been thinking about it a lot because it's getting out of control. I told you, the Bradley Coop. I'll do the Bradley Coop. Like the, the, you know, nowadays Brad Pitt. But it won't look like Bradley Cooper's because I'm not Bradley Cooper, so I'll be the, I don't know, what? Bradley Stooper. (laughs) But not like you're stupid. Well, thank you, Lens. (laughs) Just, I don't know. I couldn't think of a better name. No, I think Bradley Stooper is fine. Okay. (laughs) And that'll be my new tattoo. Radley Stooper. Rat. Well, okay. So that one's insult, or sorry, compliment, insult. Yeah. It evens it out. Okay. Well, thanks. Okay. Actually, I'm starting my portion of today's show with some quick haunted news ghost break or haunted ghost news break you know what i'm saying i don't know if that's i don't know how to phrase a it. breaking news breaking spooky news is that a good can yeah. you help me think of a better title breaking ghastly news breaking bad breaking <laughs> breaking booze breaking booze now not the alcohol but the things that ghosts say yes boo breaking booze really quick 
there are two, there are three small breaking booze stories, and I and I don't know much about them, and that's on purpose. Now, these are all headlines from some recently, pe- very very recently. Okay, like within the last few months. Oh wow! And I got some of these off of this fun little website called Mirror Dots co.uk which is a british i don't know i guess news company yeah and two of the stories from the mirror a paranormal investigator got so scared when he saw what he thought was a demon or some manifestation that he barfed right away <laughs> uh, you would love that because you love that reaction uh, yeah it, it's it's a pretty underdone I, think that's gross. I mean it is gross but to be so moved by something and in this in, in in this particular case, to be so scared of something that you just barf right away, I think is very funny. I guess. Imagine being so scared really quick that you just barf. You barf. Uh oh. Oh. Even fast faster than you have the chance to say uh oh. You just barf. I guess. Well, he was so scared he barfed because he saw a ghost. And there was another paranormal investigator. The second headline, second of the three, that had to call nine one one or. I don't know what the British version of 911 is. We'll just say 911, but the British kind. One. 911. One. One. Oh, three ones. <laughs> 9,111. Yes. He called 911 because he was doing, he was trying to do what he said was like this sort of, uh, what's the word? He was doing some controversial new ghost hunting techniques and he called 911. And when they went there, he was stuck like on some like wrought iron fence, but he was naked full nude but i guess there was some ghost hunting or ghost provocation technique something real controversial that he was trying to do that he naked thought though he was i there had there, there was something i guess he wouldn't like let anybody know but no he, but it was a thing where he was nude and he was like oh i was trying to it was my it was my surefire way of catching no, a ghost. he was doing something weird well and he got stuck and he's like, I need help. What can be my excuse? Oh, I was doing something paranormal. My question to you is, what's not weird about taking your clothes off and hunting for ghosts? That's also weird in and of itself. Yeah, he couldn't think of a better excuse. So you think he was just going to do like nasty stuff? No, just weird stuff. But it's weird getting taking your clothes off to find a ghost. I mean, that's weird. I get. I mean, they're, maybe he wanted the ghost to like scratch him. Somewhere. If I were a ghost and a naked man was climbing the fence and like freaking out, yeah, I wouldn't talk to him. No, I wouldn't even. I, wouldn't like, even... I don't have time in my ghostly little world to talk to this naked man doing weird stuff. No, I won't scratch your butt. I'm not going to scratch you. <laughs> they wanted the ghost to scratch no-no spots, I think. Oh, his private It was like a weird area. fetish or something. Yeah, I mean, one could. The last one... I there there is a video that is attached to this and I watched the video. But in Puerto Rico, there's this one river where I believe that they had built these small tunnels for people on rafts and stuff like that, like on the little circular inner tubes, and people go rafting or inner or sorry, tubing up and down these rivers. And there was one there was a girl on an inner tube and she was, you know, taping herself going through the tunnels and stuff. Well, I say she videotaped. She had her phone, right? Uh, yeah. I think it's really antiquated to say, like, let me get my video camera because you just use your phone. She was selfieing. She was selfieing. Actually, she wasn't, which is surprising. Huh. Not to say, like, well, whatever, but m- most people are always taking selfies. But she was going through this tunnel and was videotaping herself doing the thing, right? And then she flipped the camera backwards to look up the river, or sorry, down the river where, where she just was because she wanted to tape her friend coming out of the tunnel. Yeah. And she's holding the camera towards the tunnel, but underneath in the water, you see what looks like an extremely pale person with dark hair swimming super fast in the water. And there really wasn't a good spot for them to jump in the water, but it's this weird, they're saying it's a new cryptid, in Puerto Rico. Did it like vanish? 
No, it just kind. Of, it looked like it kind of just appeared out of nowhere. Like, it but how long did she have it on film? Like, kind of a long time. I don't know. Like, maybe and it like, swam at her. It swam under the water. It didn't look like it was like approaching. I mean, it was swimming with her, but she didn't, you know, angle the camera down or anything to like film the thing. She was just holding it straight because I don't think she noticed it. If it's not a hoax, I don't think yeah. she noticed this thing. She was just filming the the tunnel. Oh, but... so she never noticed it at the time. It wasn't nope. until later when she looked at the video that she was like, "Yeah, oh, weird. I better Photoshop this in." Maybe, <laughs> maybe so. But or maybe it was a cryptid. Yeah, maybe there's a brand new Puerto Rican cryptid called i don't know swimmer or swim swim me swim some swim man swim man sw- jump man jump like the, jump like man, the jump jump. man. <laughs> swim man swim man swim man swim man swim man <laughs> so, yeah swim man or swim man i'm just going swim man oh, that's what you say to people <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh what do you want to do today i don't know maybe we can do some swim man <laughs> <laughs> well, well weird it is weird so i'll have to watch a video later there was uh the first edition of breaking booze yeah for you Nice. And for all of our listeners. I like to keep updated on my my booze. Me too. You know, it's really hard to find a lot of breaking booze, well, breaking news, or just updated paranormal news that's not UFOs, that's not Bigfoot, or that's not like people saying that they have had, you know, the bedroom with a ghost. Yeah. There's a lot of the bedroom ghost thing going around right now. Yeah. Well, it's cool. (laughs) It's It's cool cool right now. It's cool. It's trending. (laughs) It's the number one trending topic in the U.S. right now. It is? Bedrooming? No. With a ghost? No, it's probably like what? Like... Romping with a ghost? Romping. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. That brings me to my actual topic for this week. Okay. One thing that we haven't talked about yet are we've we've talked about ghosts. Okay, we get it, right? We understand. Put salt around your entire house. Find your spirit guide. We get it. Which side note about salt? Okay, you do the salt circle. Yeah. It's supposed to keep the ghosts trapped in with you. Well, it sucks their moisture out. Or trapped out of the circle. I think out. Well, maybe just they can't cross the barrier. I don't really know. But if you like, okay, like say you do a salt circle and you set a Ouija board up in the middle. Yes. You want the ghosts to come in your circle because you want them to communicate. But if you do the salt circle, you've kind of, you better hope that they were in your circle when you put the salt down. I would think that the salt acts as a barrier from either direction, whether it's in or out. But then again, that seems but then really you might, silly. You might trap them out and you can't talk to them then. Yeah, so then maybe you need to wait until your Ouija board starts going like Zozo, 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 whatever, or saying yes, 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 am ghost. Then v. trap them in the circle and leave the circle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's they what I say. They can stay there. And they stay there. And then you put like, I don't know. Food. More so- food. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because we know You from- make a little door and you slide a pancake under it. Oh, like you sort of like brush away a little part of the salt, slide a pancake in the salt, yeah. and then move the salt back. Well, yeah. we know from Ghostbusters and what is it? Casper- that the food falls right out. Oh, yeah. Just falls right out of them. But maybe it's like like how people who are addicted to smoking, like they just need that sort of like the motion of like smoking or like, I don't just know. eating. Well, especially if you can eat and the food just falls right out of you. Like you don't have to worry about getting chubby. That's the thing. Eat what you want. I'm 32. I look at a Pocky and I gain a pound just by See, like walking past a Pocky. So those sayings that when people say like, you know what? Live life. Eat whatever you want. Really, it's backwards. It should be like... Hey, take, ca- take care of yourself while you're alive, because when you pass away, you can do whatever you want. I want to I make some shirts that, says, that say, pass away, 
eat snack hard. Eat all day. Pass away, eat all day, <laughs> Chardonnay, Pinot Grigio. And then it'll namaste. just list it'll just list all my favorite wine. I'll say like Namaste, passed away, and eat all day, snack all day. <laughs> Chardonnay, Pinot Grige, Cab Franc. This musties. This musties. <laughs> Wait, what did I Pinot Grige? Oh, Pinot Grige, that's my sneeze. Steez. Oh. Uh so what is it? What does it say? The shirt, because this is a hum- This is a lot of text. Yeah, I don't even know. Namaste. We're gonna need one of those long nightgowns that go to the floor. Yeah, our Taz. It'll be a Taz with a text bubble that says Namaste, passed away, snack all day, Pinot Gris, my steez, and then Cabernet Sauvignon. That sounds good. Mm, love it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That cool? Is that all right? Perfect. Yeah. What are we even talking about? Well, you <laughs> you were talking about salt circles. I interrupted you. You got me all continue. excited about wine. Yeah. Oh, okay. So continue with your topic. Well, my topic this week is a list of some of the most, arguably, uh, or the highest profile haunted objects that exist or that are known to exist. Uh-huh. So these are like your sort of A-list celebrities, Kim Kardashian, uh, Kanye Woost, right? Yeah. These are your A-list celebrities for haunted objects. Okay. Do you know, can you guess any of them? Well, is Robert the Doll one? Well, I mean it is, but it's not on my list. Okay. Well, there's Robert the Doll. There's the other doll, too. Oh, Spooky the Doll. No, it's a girl doll. Oh. Annabelle. Sarah. Oh, yeah, Annabelle. Annabelle. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I think that there might be like a cupboard. Yeah, the Dybbuk box or yeah. the, um, oh, what is it called? The conjuring chest or something like that. Yes, yeah, I've heard all of that's, that. That's old news. These okay. are the new A-listers. The 2018 A-listers. Yeah, so okay. this segment is now called- Sorry, Annabelle. Sorry, sorry Annab- Robert the doll. I'm not sorry, though, because they, they're famous. I'm not they sorry. They had their heyday. Yeah. They're Get good. Over it. I'm over it. Let the newbies come on up. So these are your 2018 A-list newbies- for haunted celebs, even though they've or haunt yeah haunted celebrity items, even though they've been around for a very long time. I was gonna make a joke and put the word boo in there, but then it would just be boobies. Oh, for celebrity so, celebrities. Because you said newbies, and I'm like oh. more like, and then I thought about it in my head, and I'm like, oh, but then it would be boobies, and that's just that's a totally different thing. But that's okay because that's not a swear. <laughs> and then and we could say you're just talking about the birds, right? The blue-footed booby. Sure. That's fine, right? This Anyways. is a PG show, and we love birds. So these are some of the lesser knowns. I'm going to pick and choose my favorites. Okay. Two of them are paintings. Is it the boy crying one? Don't spoil it. Okay, I'm not spoiling now, it. Now, you always say I look at your list, and you just, I know, I just telekinetically. Know, I know a lot about haunted objects. Well, now I'm not going to talk about that. You know I am, because I like that no. one. Please do. Okay, I will. The first one is a painting that it's called The Hands Resist Him. Oh. And it's a painting. So the painting was owned by a couple in California because they found, well, they they found it in a brewery. It just says they kind of found it there. Uh, It was an old brewery, so I'm not sure if it was like a wrapping her up sale, but they found it in a brewery. Maybe they just stole it. Let's just say they stole it. Yeah. From the brewery. How many times have you been out to a bar and you're like, I like these cups. Put it in your purse. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say that I'm joking around so that (laughs) all the cops who listen won't arrest me. Yeah. There was a time in my life where I just liked to take stuff from bars or from anywhere. 
Uh, and not necessarily just bars, just anywhere. It's just fun. Cool coasters. Gonna take them. Yes, gonna take them. Maybe a fun glass because it's like, well, I don't have glasses at home. Yeah. I'm taking it. So they found it in an old bar, sorry, brewery. And it's this painting of like a sad looking child and there's some like hands and stuff in there, like a bunch of children. Uh, they found it at the brewery. They took it home. Let's just say they stole it. The original artist or the artist of the thing said that his name was Bill something or other. And Bill said that he painted this thing because it was like a bunch of snap images or memories from his childhood. So Bill just wanted to kind of paint this thing. And apparently what makes it creepy is that the kids, the little children painted in this painting and the hands in the background are uh, said to move on their own. Ew. Like if you walk past it, you see like little kids kind of like squirming around and hands moving around, which is really nasty. That's weird. It is very weird. Especially because little kids' hands are dirty most of the time. Aren't they? Well, these days they're dirty with gigabytes because they're always on their phones. <laughs> <laughs> so the couple found it, talked to the original owner. Oh, the the original owner's name is Bill Stoneham. Aw, Stoneham. Stoneham. Bill Honeybake Stoneham, and <laughs> the the couple put this thing on eBay to sell it because that's very popular to do. Guess how much they sold this haunted painting for? Did they list it as a haunted painting? Yes. At least a couple thousand. Yeah, one thousand and twenty-five dollars. Jeez. For a for a haunted painting, that's like Banksy I'm level. Gonna, I'm just gonna start putting haunted in front of everything, like, and just sell it. I think that you're guaranteed to at least get another twenty-five percent for your object if you say it's haunted. Hey everyone, our show is haunted. Oh, yep, it is. Oops. Oopsie, cats out of the bag. Better tell everyone. Better tell twenty-five percent. Are of- you scared? <laughs> Find 25% of the people you know, tell them about it, and then, I don't know, I guess that's it. So, two people have owned this painting other than the the people who bought it. The last time it was seen was the person who brought this painting to an art gallery in Los Angeles. Sorry, L.A. And then the gallery owner in L.A., both of those people, the one who brought it there and the owner of the gallery, passed away within a year of having owned temporarily this painting. What about the original finders, stealers of this painting? The finders keepers? Yeah. I believe that they're probably still alive. Well, because did they get rid of it soon enough? or They sold it and maybe ghosts like when they like buy and sell their stuff. Oh, because they respected them and were like, this is haunted. Yeah, they're like, I can't believe you charged someone. I can't believe someone paid you $1,000 for me, this ghost. Good on you. How bad do you think they feel that they're like, oh, we sold it to some schmucks for of over a thousand dollars and they've died i would feel very bad we just like robbed from the grave yeah i feel terrible well whatever okay just whatever i guess <laughs> i mean they didn't know they didn't know at all the next one is the other painting and yes it's the crying boy painting i have seen the crying boy i don't know what it's supposed to do though it's well it's just does he cry it's bad okay. he actually doesn't cry okay so the crying boy painting this is the creepiest part of the story the Crying Boy painting was a series of paintings and prints. Like, I'm sure that, yes, there are originals, but most of the versions of this painting that people had in their home, or similar versions, I guess, in the same collection, quote-unquote, were all prints. 
it wasn't original paintings people had. Like there's multiple crying boy paintings of the one that you typically see online or whatever, but there were multiple of them because they were prints. I just see like a demon like working at a print shop, just like laughing and like making copies of that painting (laughs) and just being like, I'm going to sell these for over a G bar. Each and everyone is going to, and everyone will be... I'm going to get my new uh, Gucci Mane shoes. They're Gucci. Well, Gucci Mane is the rapper. Oh, well, then just Gucci shoes. Well, does Gucci Mane have shoes? I mean, I'm sure he has plenty of shoes. He wants those ones. He's extremely wealthy. Well, which ones? He has probably over 50 pairs of shoes. All of them. Okay. All at once. (laughs) Gucci shoes. (laughs) Gucci shoes. Gucci shoes. I know this is common knowledge for a lot of people, but when I was in high school, for some reason, we were walking, we like went to like the nice mall. Beachwood. Yeah. We went to the Beachwood Mall and we walked through the Saks Fifth Avenue just to walk through it because I was in high school. I didn't know what it was. And I remember seeing a pair of Gucci sneakers for 300 bucks, which I think nowadays is actually kind of cheap. But, yeah, I was but I say, remember, that's a good deal. I remember not knowing anything about money because I was delivering pizzas and I didn't, I was like, oh, I made 20 bucks tonight in tips. I'm rich. Make it rain. But then I remember seeing 20 or sorry, $300 for a pair of shoes and thinking like, what on earth are people doing? There still is. There's like Tory Birch flip flops for $300 and they're just plain regular f- like plastic flip flops. It's crazy. You're going to pay. That's scarier than the crying boy. Oh, if 100% is. If you're willing to drop a few hundred bucks on some flippies, that's insane. I mean, if someone gave them to me, I wouldn't refuse them, but... If someone gave if someone gave me a very expensive pair of flip-flops, I would sell them immediately. <laughs> well, now we're not going to get that as a per- surprise. That's fine. Save your money. Get us... Whoever was going to send us the Tory Burch flip-flops, now you can. I, now I guess you're going to have to get us the Prada flippies, <laughs> and we'll keep those ones. But the Crying Boy painting was a print, well, original painting, multiple prints were made, and not just of the Crying Boy. Different poses of different crying boys, crying girls. But I, apparently these were really faint. These were really popular in the 1950s for inexpensive art. They were, they were marketed towards new homeowners for an inexpensive piece of art you could hang up in your house. But people were buying these things and they're like, what would look good above our fireplace? Oh, a crying, just a series of crying children. That's the thing that's weird is like, what's so appealing about a crying kid? I don't know. It's terrible when a kid's crying. You either, it's like you're heartbroken because you're like, oh, he's crying or you're like mad because you're like, I can't take it anymore. Yeah. Or like they're just crying and you just let them go. And you're like, you're at your like wits end and you're just like, I can't, can't do it anymore. I don't know. Let's get a picture of that hanging on the wall. If we ever have kids, we'll take pictures of them crying their eyes out, like really crying, and just put them all over the house. So when people (laughs) come over, they're like, why do you only have pictures of your kid just bawling his eyes out? We'll say it's art. It's what he likes to do. It's his favorite hobby. So we thought maybe we'd plaster it on the walls because they do cry a lot. It's their favorite hobby. Well, because I mean, I think a lot of the tears come from like these days. I think it's mostly like a social thing. Like you realize, well, yeah, I'm a little hungry, but there's nothing I can do about it. I guess I have to wait. But like when you're a kid, it's like, I'm hungry. How do I even Cry. How do I even get a food? Where it's does it hard. Where does it live? It's hard when you're little. It is. It's super hard when you're little. Where do cucumbers live? I don't know, and I'm sad about it, so I'm crying. The cucumber store. Oh my gosh. If there was a store that only I'm not trying to derail the haunt of the crying boy, but if there was a store that just sold all these different varieties of cucumbers. 
I would go to that store in a second. Oh, and there's like people like they're dressed up. One and like, time. I'd go there multiple times. So you go one time just to see why there's just a store of cucumbers. No, and then you'd be like, it. that was weird. No, it would be this like it would be an experience mm. like going into Lush. You would have people who were designed. Cu- well, cucumber, a store full of cucumbers is nothing the same as Lush. I'm getting to why it is. Okay. You would have people walking around in like leather vests or some fashion. Well, maybe like, maybe that's not the aesthetic, but they'd have like produce sampling knives and you could take like really thin samples and slices of all these different delicious cucumbers. Like now tell me about the flavor profile of this cucumber. Oh, I will. I'd be happy to. In leather vests. Is it like a biker bar slash cucumber? No, I meant like like one of those like artisan like leather, like a, like a butcher type vest. But, I, but again, maybe that's not the aesthetic they're going for. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Let's forget about the cucumber story. Yeah, you brought it up, so it's like... Anyways. <laughs> well, apparently, the, the crying boy painting in people's houses, or when, when it was hung up in people's houses, their house would uh, suffer like burn damage or flooding damage or some natural disaster. Maybe like the foundation wasn't settling or it would settle too quickly or whatever, like an earthquake, and everything in the house or most things in the house would be damaged except for that print of the crying boy. Well, because, yeah, you're going to grab that print and get out there. Well, even like fire, if like if fire has a like if if fire is able to think it like probably sees that crying boy, it's like, oh, great. And it avoids it. I don't want to deal with a crying kid. Not many people want to deal with crying children. Because not many like spirits or demons, I think, want to, you know, burn a crying child either. Yeah, that makes much that makes much sense. Stay away from that. The last one I'm going to be talking about is called the Tallman's Bunk Beds. Now, Tallman... Or tall man is the last name of the okay. family who owned these bunk. Tall man. I was just thinking two tall men. Well, there were multiple multiple children in the family, and I believe that the tall man parents bought their two sons, the two younger tall mans, bunk beds. Yeah. Which is funny because you would think like a tall man or a tall person wouldn't want a bunk bed because they're tall. They sit up, they hit their head on the ceiling. Yeah, unless they have high ceilings. Oh, yeah, like a really nice house, like vaulted stuff. Yeah. Okay, the Tallman's Bunk Beds, purchased by Alan and Debbie Tallman in in 1987, and they put these bunk beds in their basement while they were remodeling areas of their new house for their sons. I don't know their names. Let's just make them up. Rando and Crindus. Rando and Crindus Tallman. They set their bunk beds in the basement to sit while they were remodeling parts of the house, specifically their room. And during the nine months that the the bunk beds sat in the basement, I guess a lot of terrible things started happening to their family. People were getting sick. Their house, I think like the basement flooded or something. People like there were like deaths in the family. Not to them. Not to what did I say? Debbie and Alan. Alan and Deb. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, a bunch of bad stuff started happening because they bought these bunk beds and they think that the bunk beds were haunted. Because it ruined their lives for nine months. Got rid of the bunk beds in the basement. Because the dad was like, wouldn't you know it? I bet you it's those bunk beds. It got rid of them. Everything so stopped happening. So bunk beds. You know what it is, Deb? It's the bunk beds, I bet. And then that was it. Rando told me. Rando. I and- didn't believe him because he's always crying. But then Crindus validated it. Yeah. And then and said- Crindus is more of a reliable child. Yes. And then everything stopped happening. Everything stopped. Yeah, they took him out. Maybe they set him on fire. I don't know what they did. But hmm. they, they took him out. Everything stopped happening. Everything's fine. Well, just don't buy bunk beds. Well, I mean, you can buy bunk beds, I guess, but just not these ones. Bunk beds are kind of unsafe. Bunk beds are terribly unsafe. I slept in bunk beds, which is silly because I'm the youngest by nine years. But I slept in bunk beds in my old room growing up, and I fell out of that bunk bed, the top one, 
tons of times. I was on the bottom of a bunk bed one time, and the top one collapsed onto me. Oh, sweet. Yeah, that could have crushed my body. I mean, it did, but not like permanently. Yeah, I was able to get out alive. (laughs) If anyone needed to have me finish that story, I did make it out alive. Yeah, if I an, think. If anyone's wondering, Lindsay's here. I see her. Well, I'm touching her knee. What if everybody listening to the show right now, like, what if all these episodes, like, I was really a ghost and only you could see me, and all these episodes were just you talking to nobody? Oh, Shyamalan stuff. So if you guys can hear me, let me know. Because I don't know I'm dead. So. Guess, guess Lindsay's phone number, give her a call, and say, yeah, I hear you, and then hang up right away. <laughs> well, spooky, spooky update, spooky, uh, Little objects. Yeah, spooky update. Spooky little objects is what I always say. <laughs> yep, that's all I got. Uh, maybe I'll bring in down the road some other spooky objects that I think deserve a little street cred. Yeah, Robert the Doll is still cool. Annabelle, still cool. You're I mean, the OGs. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I would love to see the OGs. Would you, though? Like in person? Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I'd know. love to see it. I'd love to. I don't know. Because if I get possessed... Or if I see a ghost or something terrible happens to me, I would be so elated, kind of, because it'd be like, it's proof. Now I actually know that this stuff is real and people aren't just pulling my leg. Yeah. Well, should we do a little haunted housekeeping? Yes. Okay. Fine by me. Sounds good. See if I care. Let's tidy up this place. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're going to tidy up this place and we'll see you guys in three, two, one. sponsor this week is our new backpack buddies over at Muzzum. Muzzum is a new company that's designing sturdy, what's another S word? Affordable. Muzzum is a company that's designing sturdy, affordable, so reliable, and nice-looking backpacks. <laughs> I ordered a, bu- a Muzzum, but man, that's funny. <laughs> I ordered a Muslim backpack the other day, and I got it in the mail. I've taken it on two small trips, and I'll be taking it on another trip this past weekend. When you're listening to this on Monday, I will have taken it to Detroit, Michigan, and it's wonderful. It carries a lot of stuff. The inside compartment is cavernous. I unzipped it, and an albino bat flew out of it with red eyes. It told me a few secrets, and then it sort of displayed. (laughs) (laughs) You're a dork. Okay, forget about the bat. The inside is very big. I fit a bunch of clothes in there. You can fit maybe, if you angle them properly, maybe like four or five two liters of pop. Maybe like two to three haunted objects. Ah, yes. Maybe the blueprints for sure for the Tallman bunk beds. Yeah. Or maybe a rolled up print of the crying boy. I don't know. But there is a water bottle pouch on the side. You can adjust the girth of your backpack with some straps on the side. There's a front pack. There's a little Velcro pouch on the inside for whatever you want. I don't know. They come in a lot of designs, uh, like floral designs, some super visible floral designs, some more understated and reserved floral designs. They have standard gray ones, black ones, and pink ones. And if you go to their site, muzmm.com, muzm.com, you can use the coupon code JordanReed. That's J-R-D-N Reed. You can get 10% off of a bag or two. Yeah, they're great backpacks. There's a strap on top, a strap on the front. There's the backpack straps, which are collapsible and hideable. And there's a removable shoulder strap that's removable. Holler at you, boy. (laughs) 
<laughs> so again, go to muzzum.com and type in the coupon code at checkout, Jordan Reed, J-R-D-N Reed, for 10% off of your bag. Carry your books, carry your diapers, carry your groceries, carry your Game Boy, carry whatever you want. Carry a ghost. Our other sponsor this week is going to be Warby Parker. Yes. It's a very affordable way to get a great pair of glasses and they also give a pair to someone in need of every purchase that you buy. Which is awesome. It's very awesome. Their frames are really trendy. They're really cool. They also have sunglasses that you can get. And they are now accepting most insurances, which is awesome. Yeah, that's insane because you and I got on the Warby Parker train maybe, I don't know, what, four years ago? Maybe yes. a little more. Didn't take insurance. But that's why we did Warby Parker is because they were cheap. 95 bucks. Everything said and done. They're still cheaper than using your insurance at an eye doctor. Lindsay and I went into one of the brick and mortar stores in New York City and we almost exploded. There is one in Columbus now, which is great, and we have not been there yet, but we want to go soon. I cannot wait to go to it. <laughs> bleep blorp, bleep blorp. Oh, you're a robot now. No, because robots don't need glasses because they're built perfectly. Great. Well, if you want to go check out Warby Parker and use our show to do so, you can go to bit.ly slash cscav as like C and S-E-E. If you go there, you can do the home try-on thing, get five pairs sent to your house. I think it's free shipping. I believe you only have to pay $1, and when you when they get your package back, they refund you that buckaroo. Yeah, you can keep trying on as many pairs as you want until you find the pair for you. Until 2028, you can just try on pairs. Send and you a, don't even need glasses anymore. Because everyone will, there will be a big flash in the sky that the eye, eye doctor government makes, and everyone's eyes are just corrected just like that. Science fiction's real life. That's what I say. And we would like to really quick say thank you very much for the wonderful joke fuel to our good buddy and devoted listener, Charlie Gorman, and your beautiful family. Charlie and his wife just had a little beautiful baby, and it's very cute. But Charlie gave us this joke, which he did not come up with, but it's the first time we heard it, so there. It's what do ghosts wear who can't see very well? Mm, I think I know. What is it? Spooktacles. Ha 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 ha, it's spooktacles. So get your pair of spooktacles at Warby Parker. You can go to bit.ly slash cscav. Check them out, they're awesome. Seeing is believing. <laughs> Welcome back. Hopefully you caught up on your haunted housekeeping. Maybe there are a bunch of dust critters. Oh, yeah? Sure, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so this week I had a couple different titles for my topic. Neither one of them really tickled my fancy, but I'll tell you them both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, none of them really like spook tickled my... That sounds so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Keep, keep keep going. Okay. So the first title that I had was called Different Departures. <laughs> but then I think it sounded a little bit like too much of like a 70s sitcom. It sounds like a crappy TV show <laughs> where two people go to different places and they report on it. I'd be like, man, I wish the other person was here. <laughs> just Different Departures. But then there was Abnormal Sleep. And then I was like, well, that was just kind of sad. Like that kind of sounds like a really sad like... I don't know, good Charlotte song. Okay. So 
you know, I don't have a title. Those were my best attempts. But I'm going to be talking about different cultures and the way that they kind of have funerals or bury their dead. Okay. Yeah, Interesting. So we're used to the normal like uh, cremation. Yes. And just ground burial. Some people have even heard of like the pod thing that they're doing, which is like eco-friendly. Oh, yeah. Of like burying themselves and they become a tree or something like that. I don't really know a lot about it. I think that sounds cool. Which sounds really cool. I don't know the logistics of it, but. It's probably expensive. And you and I have talked about this before. Cheap and easy for me. Cheap and easy. Throw me out of an airplane. But yeah. And don't mind me if I kind of slaughter some of these places because i'm not really great at like geography that's okay so i'll give it my best shot you're great at a lot of other things so that's okay you're welcome thank you well back in the days i'll start with papua new guinea back in the day they were melanesians of the papua new guinea and they were called the wari people of brazil so you had papua new guinea and brazil and they used to eat their dead because they said that it expelled the fear and mystery that surrounds the concept of death so they just figured let's just eat it because we don't know what's going to happen if we leave it around it's kind of like is it similar to the saying like put your money where your mouth is but it's like put your aunt linda where your mouth is yeah I don't know. Wait, I have an Aunt Linda. You have a mom, Linda. No, I had an Aunt Linda. Oh, you have so many Lindas. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I don't mean to bring up Linda. My sister's name, Linda. Brother's <laughs> name, Linda. Okay. Linda. But this isn't practice anymore. This okay. is in the old days. And, you know, I'm sure there was a lot more cannibalism in oh, the sure. old days. But the next one I have is actually a being buried in the ocean. Now, we've all heard of like, you know, a captain of his boat and, you know, a sailor, if they pass or anything, the captain has permission to bury them at sea. Yes. So you can't bury anyone at sea or put ashes in the water unless you are a captain because then you have like permission to do so. And a lot of times they will just drop you in the ocean. They usually tie something heavy to you. So you go to the bottom of the ocean, you know. Sure. But this one is a U.S. company that's called External Reefs. Okay. Which sounds kind of like you're booking a travel cruise ship. Yes. But it's called External Reefs, and it compresses your remains into a sphere and a reef ball that is attached to the reef in the bottom of the ocean. Wait, so does it actually grow new coral? I think. I think it's kind of attached to you as you're compressed. And then they say that you go on the bottom of the ocean. They say it's not bad for the ocean because animals will probably either eat what's left of you or you provide a habitat for sea life. I think that sounds great. So you can do that. But then I kind of think too, and I'm like, well, if everybody starts doing this, then we might pollute the ocean because I'm like, well, how, you know, I don't know all the the things about it but like yeah but what's safe about this like are you being put in like a plastic ball like plastic in the ocean is bad are you just a ball of meat like (laughs) well what are you we're all kind of balls of meat just big weird balls of meat some of us have jobs yeah well the next one i have is what would you be interested in doing that one if it was like oh yeah everything's fine nothing's bad about it would you be interested in being buried in like being a little habitat for little sea critters oh yeah absolutely i would do that i would do that in a second yeah because if it could only if it could like rebuild the ocean and it wasn't harming the ocean, then I would for sure do that. Yeah, if if marine biologists ended up finding out that human blood, but only if you're deceased, like deceased human blood was really good and really fast at regrowing the coral reef, I would do it in a second. Oh, yeah. Spread my blood all over. 
absolutely. If there's like little hermit crabs that want to just live inside my brain, then that's fine. Speaking of hermit crabs, when we were in South Carolina, we found a little hermit crab and I was trying to show Lindsay and my sister and it hopped out of its shell. So I named it Steven, uh, which is funny because our friend Steve said that we use the name Steven a lot in the show, which I, okay, so he's right. I thought you named him Charlie. Oh, it was Charlie. Yeah. So take that, Steve. So, uh, Charlie, it was Charlie. Charlie, if you're listening, or if anyone can talk to Charlie and see if he's doing okay, I'm sorry that you got scared and jumped out of your shell. I'll use my skull as a hermit habitat oh in the future. Oh my gosh, what if you saw that? That'd be pretty crazy. Oh wow. But okay, so my next one is every seven years, the people of Madagascar they exhume the bodies of their lump, their loved ones, so they dig them back up every seven years. Every so it's not just like this happens every seven years. Yes, this just happened like not too long ago. It was like recent in the news of the people in Madagascar digging up their loved ones. They wrap them in cloth and they dance with the corpse. Oh wow! Yeah, it's said that it usually smells pretty bad. They clean them up a little bit, but they like to douse it in wine and then they tell stories about their family member that is deceased. See, I mean, I understand like exhuming a body is a little, at least to us odd right but, but for I, them it's that's a normal tradition oh yeah and but i was gonna say like i really like the idea of like you know what they've been <laughs> they've been laying down for seven years they probably need to shake it off and dance a little bit yeah they clean them up they brush them off they do what they can they redress them wow. so they're not in their old ratty clothes i think that sounds nice that's like a really nice metamorphosis or a really nice thing i i genuinely really enjoy that yeah there's a couple that are actually kind of nice but there's a couple that are not so nice. The next one I have is in Ghana. So the people like to be buried in something that represents their lives. So we saw this on The Moaning of Life with oh, Carl Pilkington. Yes. If you've ever watched that show. But they make these elaborate wooden coffins usually shaped like planes for pilots or fish for fishermen. I mean, there's crazy ones. There's, you know, Mercedes Benz cars. Like they're very well done and very elaborate coffins. Carl Pilkington had a Twix bar wrapper. He had a Twix bar for him and his girlfriend. Him and his girlfriend, <laughs> which is so awesome. But I think they made it like... two. Yeah. I think they made it a little bit too short, but it's still really funny. It's very funny. But like, it's crazy. They just want to bury them in this lavish way of remembering them. I think that... if What would you pick your coffin as? Maybe like a... Definitely like a big orca, perhaps. Oh, that'd be so great. So it'd be like a big porpoise that would be awesome my porpoise with a purpose Lindsay. oh mine would be right now it would be it would be flat because it would just be a photograph of you and molly and i think that would be really nice okay how would they put the body in there well i mean it would be like you know cremate you and rub you on there yeah they would cremate me (laughs) you know what actually i would just take him a photo and i say don't make it but when i die rub my ashes on this photo (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then just like stick it and like put it like mail it to somebody. Just mail it to the person that you like the least. Yeah, mail it to the government. Okay, so the next one is the Tibetan sky burial. Yeah. So there's a lot of Buddhists in Tibet and they usually cut up the body into small pieces and then leave them on top of the highest hill near to them and they let the birds feast on it. Yeah. They like to basically put the bodies in the sky. They think that's closer to the spirit power being whatever you believe in the heavens or anything like that. But they think that the sky burial is the best work, an act of charity and compassion. 
I think that's really nice too because I I really like the idea of not I'm not trying to sound too what laissez faire I guess if I'm using that term properly but I think that like there's a lot that we can do as strictly a human body after we die like helping uh, people practice surgery to help save lives right your body the environment yeah but like feeding the birds sure yeah and they buddhists just see dead bodies as empty vessels i mean it's just an empty vessel that like hey we're gonna send your soul up to the sky but really your body is nothing i like that yeah this next one i don't understand it and it kind of (laughs) sucks this one's called crab burial and you get thrown on the beach and a bunch of fiddler crabs eat you alive oh my gosh fiddler crabs are terrifying they move so fast they move very fast Oh my gosh, I went on the beach, it's terrifying. Anyways, so in Papua New Guinea... Another Papua New Guinea. Another Papua New Guinea. So this is these are the people that used to just eat their dead. They would just eat them because they're like, we are scared of you. So now if a loved one dies and it meant anything to the woman that is now alive or the children of that person or just any close family member, because that person died, their close family members have to cut off one of their fingers. Oh. And the reason is it drives away bad spirits. They have to cut off one of their own personal fingers? Yes. This practice was not too long ago banned because people were just getting their fingers chopped off and getting infections and diseases. Okay. So their reasoning was like, back in the day, they were like, well, we used to eat them. And we don't do that anymore because we realize that's not like the best thing to do because they probably got sick. And then they resorted to like, well, if you were close to them, there might be, I think they just had a major fear of what was going to happen when they died. So they're like, to veer off evil spirits, you got to get rid of your fingers. We're going to give you a finger sacrifice and then they won't have any evil spirits. But so it I was is gonna, also now banned. So I was, I, I was going to say, I wonder why they picked the finger. But now if they're thinking, okay, if we don't get rid of the body, because I think being afraid of death is perfectly normal and natural, right? right? I mean, I guess I'm kind of afraid. I mean, I'm not afraid of anything ever. But (laughs) if it was like, okay, well, we need a little bit of bloodshed. Like, what? No, but like spirits need more than just a little bit of bloodshed. Okay, well, we need to give them a sacrifice. I guess what's like the most inconsequential part of your body? Uh, A finger? I guess let's just chop that finger off. Yeah, it's weird. It's been banned, but because I think they realize like, well, that doesn't work too. Man. So they'll figure it out. I wonder, I I hope the next thing they do to figure it out is just like, maybe we just don't do anything. (laughs) Just, Let's just see what just happens. a town full of dead people. Maybe we around. just like say our goodbyes, remember them, maybe feed them to the birds if they want to be, but maybe we just like not chop chop our bodies up. Let's just see what happens. Well, the next one I have is the jazz burials in New Orleans, which yeah. you probably know about. So when somebody dies, they have a big parade and they have a big horn band basically in the heart of New Orleans and they play they start off playing sad music and then as they go, they start playing upbeat jazz tunes and then they just have a big parade and then just start dancing like crazy all in the streets. I think that's so great. So they just kind of like have a celebration of life and they're just like, let's just rock out, I guess. They start by playing St. James Infirmary by playing some like old slow dirges and then they end up playing what? Like uh, what's Roar Uptown by, by Katy Perry. <laughs> <laughs> they play Roar by Katy Perry and they love it. They all love it. So then our next one is in the northwestern Philippines. They, when their dead dies, they put a blindfold over the deceased's eyes and they place them next to the main entrance of their house until they just 
rot away. That would be a lot to deal with. I don't know why they put blindfolds over their eyes. Maybe for something for spirits? I thought there's a lot of symbolism... I think with your eyes and when you die, a lot of people think that like maybe that's where your soul leaves. I think there's like also some stuff where like they'll wrap you up, they'll leave your mouth or your nose exposed or something. I could be making that up, but I think that's, I think that's true. I don't know. But then in other parts of the Philippines, they have where you see the people that they bury on the side of the cliffs. Yeah. So they put the caskets, like either tie them to the side of the cliff or they nail them into the side of the cliff. And you can actually like design your coffin okay. like, before it goes in there. But yeah, I mean, that's also on Carl Pilkington's show, The Moaning of Life. But they just put them on cliffs. The reasoning for that. Some people just say that it's a spiritual thing, that the spirit needs to be higher to the heavens. The practical reasons are the dirt gets very moist and gross and they bury them in wooden coffins so they would rot a lot faster. They also don't want the wild animals and the dogs getting to the bodies so they put them up on cliffs. I mean these are more practical regions which I believe personally because they're like well why do that and they just don't want to you know ruin their their land. They would like rather hoist them up on the side of the cliffs where they're kind of out of the way. Yeah I mean I'd like to take up as much or as, as little space as possible. Put me on a cliff throw me out of a plane I don't care. Well, there's a lot of things in the Philippines, all different regions of the Philippines. This I was finding a ton in the Philippines. Okay. The Tinguin people of the Philippines, I think I'm saying that right, they like to dress their bodies in their best clothes, which we kind of do too. They sit them on the chair, on a chair, and they have like the calling hours per se, and then they usually light a cigarette and put it in their mouth. Oh, great. So they just sit there and smoke. It's like the Weekend at Bernie's thing where it's just like hanging out. <laughs> And they just hang out and family comes over and you just pay your respects that way. And then eventually after a while, then you're just like, okay, well, they're done. Nowadays, it'd be a vape pen or like some cool vape rig. They'd have to vape. But the Apayo, who live in the North Philippines, they bury their dead under their kitchen. Okay. Now, why is that? Uh, I don't know. Because I know like... Okay, feng shui, right? You're not supposed to see your bathroom from your kitchen. I don't know a lot about feng shui, but I know that one thing. But I don't know if it would be good to have a body under your kitchen, huh? I don't know. Maybe because like a lot of people gather in the kitchen and they cook together and that's a lot of fun. So like think about it like happy ways. But like I would just think like it's expensive to redo a kitchen. (laughs) You got to dig up that floor. Like what if you have nice tile? Even if you're – yeah, what if you have really great tile? Or I mean, you know, it's not as expensive if you do like the whole IKEA planning thing right like you plan it out but i'm sure they're sick of people coming out there be like we need to do another ikea planning we buried another person in our kitchen (laughs) ikea just has like a trap door that you can put in your kitchen for just opening and closing it that's a good idea there you go so the zoroastrian vulture funeral and this one was a little brutal they would wash the corpse in bull urine and then they would say that it would be visited by the holy dog i this was like an ancient folklore thing i think with them and then they would place it atop of a tower and leave it in silence and then it would be swiftly devoured by vultures and that's what they would do with you i took a class in undergrad called death and dying and this is one of the ones that we talked about yeah yes 
A thousand percent. We didn't know the the way that we heard it was that they were like left in a desert. I didn't know anything about PP or dogs. Yeah, that's what I found was that they were washed in bull urine and then visited by the holy dog called the Sagdid. Oh, the Sagdid. Yeah. Now, a holy dog these days, if we're just talking about internet and stuff, would probably be what? A corgi or a Shiba Inu? Probably, probably a Shiba Inu. Yeah, probably Shiba Inu. I could see him being like, hey, here I am, going to dance right into your corpse here. Oh, yeah, because isn't that the one dog on... Dancing dog. Yeah, dancing dog is a Shiba Inu. Yeah, isn't it? it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the last one that I have, I mean, there's there are really so many of these. Oh, I yeah. I mean, every culture is so different. These were just like a slim thing. I mean, nowadays, I think even the U.S. has something that you can pay a ridiculous amount of money and have your body ejected into space. Yeah, I believe that's So you thing. can be in orbit. Yeah. Like, why spend all that money? Just, just like get rid. It's just a vessel. Just well, I won't say that. Not everybody believes that. But in space, come on. <laughs> but anyways, you know what though? If you and I had disposable income, I'd say like put me in like a gold, like a rose gold suit of armor with like a fake laser gun and shoot me into space. There you go. If we if if we could afford it, why not? Laser beam me right into space. Put me in that Tesla up there. Yeah. I want to drive around in it. Yeah, me too. Actually, you know what? I hate driving. I don't okay. want to be in that car. <laughs> I'll drive. You could you could hang out passenger. Okay, and Molly will we'll be in the back. We'll get uh what like you like to drink tea when we drive. I'll get like a I don't know like a coffee or something. We'll it's, still put that little tent thing that we have for Molly with the dog hair in the back seat. Yeah. Which, so then she doesn't shed, even though she won't have any hair. Like the little thing in the back seat doesn't really protect against hair, but like mud and stuff sure yeah it's kind of a silly thing well the <laughs> last one that i have is the haida people of north america they had a special this isn't practice anymore but they had a special ritual for the death of a chief or a shaman okay they would crush the body to a pulp with clubs oh put it in a box probably about the size of like a samsonite suitcase pretty small pretty small and then they would put the box on top of a totem pole in front of the deceased person's house okay so they just live up there in the totem pole in a box smashed to a pulp samsonite you know you think about it like you don't like your leader you have a lot of fun smashing them to the pulp. Yeah, sure. You're like, this is allowed. This is what we're, this, oh, shoot. This is what we got to do. Finally, now we're allowed to eat hamburgers again. Because I don't know why they made the rule we weren't allowed to eat hamburgers. That shaman was, you know. Crush him up. Hated hamburgers. Smash him to a pulp. How many people do you think hate hamburgers? Well, vegetarians. Oh, yeah. Vegans. vegans yeah. Pescatarians. Pescatarians. Maybe grandmas. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's too much of a hassle. It's like, too. it hurts their teeth. Eat something soft. Uh, babies babies up until a certain age there's probably a lot of people that don't like hamburgers i mean i don't like love a burger but i'll have one i, I would i'm not a big burger for I, I like i don't know i've never been a burger person i didn't have an actual burger until i was what like 23 your first burger was with me right i think i think so i just too. don't like sandwiches oh you Scary. heard it here first folks <laughs> Lynn's does not like only you do like breakfast sandwiches i do like a breakfast sandwich yes do you like a lunch so is it the earlier in the day you're more tolerant you, you you can tolerate sandwiches more but the later the day goes on you don't want to deal with a sandwich i don't know i don't really like cold sa- i don't want a cold sandwich okay first off and then like burgers and stuff it's like there's usually something else that i'd rather eat than a burger oh like at a restaurant or something yeah or like a cookout what if it's only burgers at a cookout are you psyched for the burger or are you ambivalent it's like oh okay fine well like i used to always be the weirdo that would just like get the meat and the cheese and just like cut it up and eat that you that was pre-atkins diet so like 
in the 90s, you were a trendsetter. I guess so. I know so. I just didn't like picking it up. It was messy. Get on your hands. I didn't like, I still don't like, and this is so weird. I don't like to eat food directly off the food. Like I like to pick food Food off off of food. food. Like pizza, pick pieces off, eat it. Burgers, pick pieces off, eat it. You know, it's just one of those weird things. I've been better, but I, you know, my family used to call me the frickin' pickin'. Frickin' pickin'. (laughs) There she goes, frickin' pickin' again. I think the way that- It's weird. Now our listeners know way too much about me. (laughs) I think the way that you and I talk about our families, people are like, what the heck went on with with, with their families? It's just a weird thing. People have texture issues. I mean, I don't like to bite off of food objects. Yeah. Okay, anyways. Cut them up. So, um, we talked about death. We talked about- about haunted objects we talk about scary foods so yeah and how scary it is to eat food off of food (laughs) man what this is our scariest episode yet man i don't think we're gonna have any listeners after this episode you know what i think we'll have 25 percent more i hope so because it's a haunted show it's haunted by ghosts (laughs) listen oh that wasn't even me Mm. and i'm just guessing something happened right then and we'll listen back through later and then something will actually happen. Well, speaking of our listeners, we just want to put a shout out to Eli Chambers, who has wrote our music, our beautiful, wonderful, scary, spooky music at the beginning, middle and end of our show. We would also like to thank Colin M. Parker and everybody over at the Scavengers Network. You can go to scavengersnetwork.com to find out more about the podcasting network, more about the blossoming YouTube channel where they just started doing this thing called Taste Testers, which is like myth busters, where they find these like quick and easy or seemingly too easy recipes online and they make them see if it works. I think it's a very good series. Morgan from Academy Outcast has done one. The brand new one with Naomi and Colin just dropped. I almost said Drizopt and then I stopped myself, but I just said it so lame. We also have a lot of great podcasts on the network too, like Academy Outcast, Historical Hottie, Journey Under 30, State Your Case, all sorts of goodies. Yeah, and thank you to all your listeners. Without you, there would be no us. Ever again. Goodbye. Oh, quick thing. So Lindsay designed a very, very cute and also haunted, 25%, tarot card of our show, our new little logo that we had test printed on a few mugs that our giveaway winner Haley is getting. And we're keeping one because we're selfish, because it's a memento. But it turns out that there's been a lot of interest in these mugs. So expect sometime soon that we're going to be getting some mugs and perhaps a tote bag or two. And everyone might be able to buy a mug or a tote bag if you'd like. If you're interested, send us a little message on Twitter at spooky underscore spouses or send us an email or don't. We'll we'll put our feelers out again. But if you want them, let us know. Or send us an email at spooky spousescast at gmail.com. Let us know if you want one. We'll probably have some for sale pretty soon here. Absolutely. And we're only able to do that because of each and every one of you Yes, I'm talking to you and you're thinking, oh, not me. No, it's you. Each and every one of you guys has been spreading the word about our show, telling your friends, posting about it online. It's helped us out. And because of you guys, we're able to do this. We're able to make some stuff and, I don't know, spread the love. Yeah. So thank you very much. Well, have a dangerous Wednesday, but not too dangerous. Be safe. Have a Thursday where you're like, ugh, so over this week, I'd rather get covered in bull number one and get eaten by a vulture. But that's just like what you'd rather, you know, it's like one of those like me, like it's a meme. 
have a um, recover from Friday the 13th last week, week Friday. (laughs) (laughs) And we also hope that you're watching the Tour de France. You're keeping up with it. How spooky. How spooky and also wonderful. Well, everyone, until next Monday, we will see you later. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Obey.